This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Because it's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Um, the most powerful, important newspaper in the world, and the reason we refer to it all the time is that's what decision makers throughout the world um, read every morning. We want to make sure that you know you're getting this news days, months, weeks ahead of them. Look at this right here. The cover, Return of Ground Warfare in Ukraine Forces U.S. to Review Arms Stockpiling. That means we're shipping everything we've got over there so they can unload on each other. Conflict exposes vulnerabilities. The calls to raise... And I'm not making this number up. $817 billion budget likely. $817 billion. That's what they're going to try. We told you to cross the train. $817 billion right there in the Financial Times. Millie expects negotiated in. Now, this is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs has been out there talking about we're going to have battlefield victories. Now, Millie expects negotiated in. You know what it's going to be, ladies and gentlemen? It's going to be the same negotiation you could have had in the first couple of weeks of the war. Unlike Nikki Haley's got it wrong because she has not done enough prep. In fact, we backed him so much. Zelensky and Putin could have maybe had a deal in the first couple of weeks of this. We now know, and we know this from the former prime minister of Israel that says it was the West and particularly the United States and the Biden regime and Victoria Nuland and these people driving it that got this conflict really off to the races. It wasn't that she didn't send enough money, enough weapons, Nikki. We sent too much and didn't let a negotiation at the beginning, which Donald J. Trump would have done. You would never had this. Now you got 50,000 dead civilians, principally women, women and children. And Millie says, and he's been the one, oh, we got to destroy him on the battlefield. Millie expects negotiated end. Millie expects negotiated end. He ought to tell Zelensky that. Zelensky's on BBC this morning saying, hey, no land for peace, no negotiations. At the same time, Biden's saying, I, you know, yesterday he says, I don't want to start a new Cold War with, uh, with, with China. They're already at war with us. This is the beginning of the Third World War. We're spinning into a vortex in Ukraine we don't need to. And we're not taking care of business in East Asia, and particularly with the Chinese Communist Party. About a year or so ago, we had an extraordinary young woman on here uh, that was in the United States up at Columbia University that joined us uh, to talk about uh, to talk about things that were going on. She's written an incredible book, and she knows what a lack of freedom is. And then to come to a country that's supposed to have freedom, Yeonmi Park, the book is While Time Remains. She's a defector from North Korea uh, that lives in the United States and goes to Columbia. Yeonmi, tell me, tell us, give us a, a quick summary your story particularly the fact you thought you were coming to the land of freedom, and that didn't turn out to be the case, did it, ma'am? Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, when I was going to Colombia, it was really dream come true for me. In North Korea, I've, I've been seeing people going to concentration camps or just watching a movie. People get executed for 
even just read the Bible, hold the Bible in your life. So when I went to Columbia University, I thought this was a place for learning and really learn how to think. When I got there on the first class, I still remember the, at the orientation, one of the instructors was asking us who likes to read Jane Austen. And of course, I raised my hand. Like I, In North Korea, there is no word for love. Love was only preserved for our love for the dictator, not our love for our mother or our fathers. And that's why Kim Jong-un banned Mother's Day because he was so afraid that people are going to love our mothers and not love him as much. And a Columbia professor was telling us that by reading Jane Austen, we get brainwashed to think that somehow only white men are capable of logical thinking. And she lived in the era of white supremacy and colonialism. Therefore, we are perpetuating this systemic racism and bigotry. And that's how we need to stay woke to look for this kind of evil, uh, evil-like tendencies. And that's when I was thinking, this is what North Korean teachers taught me when I was in North Korea. Like, you need to stay awake to the infiltration from American ambassadors because they are behind on every crime. Yeonmi, explain to our audience, I mean, how the, and it's beyond oppression, it's almost a concentration camp of the daily lived experience of the North Koreans under that dictator to come to the United States, which I imagine you you think is like the, the bastion of freedom and understand it's not freedom, right? Walk us through that. Walk us through life in North Korea to, to what you anticipated life in America was going to be like. Yeah, uh, I still remember being born in North Korea. I was, the first thing I had to do was go bow down in front of the king's uh, portraits in every household. And when I go to school, my school teacher would tell me that the most important father that I had was not my biological father or parents. It was my dear leader. And then I had to sing this song, something called Nothing to Envy, because we are living in a socialist paradise. How can we possibly something to envy in the world? However, on the streets, everywhere, there were dead bodies. And people's organs would like just come out of them because when you are so malnourished, or uh, your body part just open up. And then this was our life. And I still had no idea though, like I was living in a hermit kingdom in a most oppressed nation because that word was not uh, given to Northern people to describe our situation. Like we didn't have the word for individual liberty, human rights, oppression or love. So I, I just completely left there, just isolated and not knowing that I was a slave to a dictator. Yonmi, what, having gone to one of the top universities in this nation, in, in, in the world, and seeing the oppression there, what would be your warning to the American people? I think that's when I got to Colombia. I could not believe that somehow not having a problem is actual problem. They were making injustice out of thin air. They're making problem out of nowhere. The injustice, oppression they were describing to me is like they have thousand pronouns and somehow I cannot catch up with their speed. And my English is my third language and I could not incorporate they in my sentences as well. And they would come in tears and telling me how I make them unsafe because Colombia is all about having a safe space, emotional safe space. 
And then their obsession, I asked them, like, what is it, America, that you hate so much that you want to destroy this country? And they were telling me that we have inequality in America. I mean, I was thinking inequality is a sign of mobility, a sign of progress. People can rise and we can get rewarded for hard work. In North Korea, we are equal, but we are all starving and we are dying from most basic needs. So the enemy is poverty, not inequality. But Columbia like, professors brainwash us to think that somehow the worst thing in the world is inequality. Yonmi, did, did the professors or the students there have any real interest in finding out your lived experience in Korea and the North Korean people as far as living in essentially a concentration camp, ma'am? Yes. So I actually, even in the classes, I did try to speak out several times. And one of the professors at senior seminar, literally, was telling us that how so much there's no difference between men and women. And that's when I just actually became a new mom. It's like... I told her that there is an actual difference between men and women. I have, you know, uterus. I have, like, eggs. I can carry a child. And she was saying, oh, you are brainwashed. And then my classmates would tell me that I have no right. I cannot understand oppression because I'm a white-passing person. They don't care that I was sold as a sex slave at 13 for $20. They don't care that I had to walk across the frozen Gobi Desert to come to uh, like freedom, unlike them just born here without paying any price for freedom. They would just shut me down because my skin color was unfortunately not a black. And if your skin color is not black, you cannot possibly understand oppression. And that's how they shut me down by telling me that I'm a white passing person. Yonmi, are you going to give any talks or lectures? How do people, where do they go on your social media? How do they get the book? But more importantly, I want people to be able to meet you and, and, and to find you. Are you going to be going out and giving a speaking tour? Are you giving lectures anywhere? Because uh, when people meet you in, in person, I think they'll be incredibly blown away. And the story is an incredible story to tell America what's actually going on in our country from the eyes of somebody that lived in a concentration camp. So how do people get to you? But they can find me on Amazon. I mean, they can find the book on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles, and they can find me on Twitter as Yummy Park NK. Uh, I will be going on a lot of campus tours, but uh, schedules are, are not like certain right now. But they can definitely reach me out there and then find my speaking tours in person. They can come find me. And once again, where can people just let's give that site again. Where can people go to find the tours? Because I want as many people to see you in person as possible and to meet you. Uh, they will be able to find on my YouTube channel, Yanmi Park, uh, Voice of North Korea by Yanmi Park. There I will be sharing my speaking schedules with everyone. Honored to have you on here. Good luck with the book. We'll, we'll push it hard. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, you know, human agency means so much. So don't think out there in the audience that, hey, what I, what I do doesn't matter. It matters immeasurably. And you can see her right there, how, how brave, uh, you know, the bravery of this young woman is incredible. And the message she has for America is as profound and powerful as anything out there today. Do I have Vernon Jones? Let me bring Vernon Jones in. Uh, Vernon, uh, I, Vernon, I wanted to have you here to talk about Atlanta, the the, the uh, grand jury down there, because you called this 
as you normally do, you know, months and months ago. He told us exactly what was going to happen. I want to have you on here today. But I, I, I want to first talk about uh, Yeon Mi at Park. When she says she comes from Korea, she goes to one of the finest universities in this nation, one of the greatest universities in this nation. And they get there, she gets there, and all they're talking about is oppression, right? You give, us, give, give us your thoughts because you, you were a Democrat politician for many years. To, you finally said, hey, I can't take this anymore, right? You got to make it stop. Vernon Jones. Vernon, you, mu- you muted yourself, brother. We got to unmute you. Okay, you're Denver. I said, I'm Can somebody do that? that Hang on for a second. Let's go back to the beginning. Lady, we, couldn't sorry, hear you. we couldn't hear that, you. Yeah, go over the top. That's okay. I know, by the way, you haven't been on War Room for a while. I know it's tough to, I know it's tough to work the technology. I got to get you back on here. But Vernon needs reps. What Vernon needs room. is reps. <laughs> it's hot on the War Room. Talk to me, hot. brother. Listen, um, uh, thank you for having me. I need a glass of water. It's hot in the War Room. But I, I want to say this, Steve. That young lady has a remarkable story. What she has experienced, and that's real suppression in a sense that many of us have no idea. But Many of us need to hear more about her story and, and really understand how how much freedom we have in this country. Now, this whole thing about, uh, um, you know, being held back and this and that. And I look at myself as, as an African-American and I'd like to look at myself as an American. I, I can tell you this. When the liberals want to make me feel like I cannot afford a free photo ID, therefore I'm suppressed from voting. And, and that's what that's the narrative that the liberals push. They push it in a black community. They push it in historical black colleges. They push it around this country that black people somehow are such victims and such idiots and so stupid and so downtrodden that they can't afford a free photo ID to vote. You know, you can put a, a precinct or you can put a voting booth in many voters' bed bedrooms and they still won't vote. So there, that, that's a that's that narrative is so far. Uh, um, so far out there. But it's the thing about it, Steve, they don't show on mainstream media people like me and others who push back on that, that let black people know and remind black people that we are conservatives. Who's more faith-based than us? Who's Who works harder? Uh, who wants more of a safe community? School choice. Black parents want their children in a failing school. They want their children to go to a performing school. That's why school choice is so important. Let their tax dollars follow their children. Let them decide what's best for their kids. Do you know they're pushing a narrative? Vernon, 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 hang, Vernon, hang on one second. We're taking a short commercial break. That's okay. Take a short commercial break. You need reps, brother. Short commercial <laughs> break. Vernon Jones in the war room. Next. Friends, you have to be blind not to see what's going on around the world. We're facing worldwide chaos on a whole new level, and it could all hit home really quickly in the form of food shortages, not to mention sky-high prices for basic groceries. That's why so many people are stocking up on emergency food right now. This food stays fresh in long-term storage, so it's ready when you need it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company. And right now, they're knocking 200 bucks off their three-month emergency food kit. That's $200. Just go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com to get this kit. Your kit comes packed with delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. Enough to feed one person for three solid months. Be sure to get one kit per person in your family so you don't run out. 
You'll save $200 per kit by going to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. My Patriot Supply wants to make it affordable for you to protect your family. So don't delay. You get free shipping also. Go to preparewithbannon.com, preparewithbannon.com. Take action. Do it today. Working with the county alcohol, drug, and mental health board, we are supporting a number of local, local mental health resources. Uh, Information will be available on our website later today, again, at ema.ohio.gov slash eastpalestine. Again, that's ema.ohio.gov slash eastpalestine. In addition to these local resources, the Ohio Care Line is open 24 hours a day and staffed with trained mental health professionals who are there to listen and to help. All calls are free and confidential. They can also connect you with local resources. What you're seeing right there, and our, uh, the, the staff in Denver and here are going to monitor this. That's that's DeWine. And, and he started in the, in the middle of our last segment. We couldn't break to it, but he's sitting there talking about everything they're going to do, clinic he's going to open on Monday. This is because of heroes like Nick Sortor, the other folks on the ground there, and the brave citizens of East Palestine, Ohio, who refused to just buckle to massive corporate and government power and stood up for themselves. They lit a fire under his ass, okay, because he's done squat. He flown in a helicopter for a couple of days. He said he approved it. He's not getting off the hook for that. First off, he didn't have the authority to approve. He didn't have authority to approve the controlled release. He certainly didn't have the uh, to do the controlled burn. Remember, the reason the creek looks like the Wizard of Oz rainbow <clears throat> and you can light it on fire is because of the controlled release. You've got to bifurcate them into two things. D- don't let the derailment put that off to the side. The thing itself is the release because Norfolk Southern wanted to get the chemicals out of there, and they wanted to move those, uh, those containers off the track and open it back up. And then they just dumped it into a ditch and burned it. And threw phosgene gas, you know, the World War I mustard gas, essentially, phosgene, into the, into the atmosphere. That's all DeWine. And now, because people have lit a fire, he came back the other day, wouldn't come to the town hall. And now he's saying, oh, he's going to be all over, open a clinic. Guys, phony is a $3 bill. Okay, but we're going to keep the pressure on. The only reason these guys react is if you keep the pressure on them. And we're going to keep the pressure on this thing nonstop. You got a mental health line. He's got this. He's got all these great things. He's coming now. No, we're going to get to the bottom of who authorized it, who had the ability to authorize it. Right. Who had the responsibility, who, who authorized it. And quite frankly, he did not have that. That is supposed to be a federal issue because you got the whole Ohio River, that little creek dumps into something that dumps into something that dumps into something that dumps in the Ohio River, which goes all the way through the Ohio River and then to the to the Mississippi, right? And then you got the air blows east. Didn't have authority to do any. The EPA's in your back hey, the EPA's in your grill. If you got a creek like that in your backyard, the EPA's in your grill, you can't even take your water and water your plants. They got some inspector down there trying to find these people. But you have a creek that looks like a petrochemical, uh, you know, influence um, operation. Something coming out of a petrochemical plant. No, they're not even there. Where's the EPA in that creek? That's why it's got 14 million views from Nick's order. But get to Vernon Jones in a minute because Vernon Jones nailed this about Fulton County from the very first day he came on here. He told you exactly what was going to happen. But I want to get in Matt Schlapp.
Matt, the people are burning mad now about all of this. Now, no CPAC's coming up. Talk to me. We're going to, we're getting an all-star lineup there. And I want everybody in the posse now. I want to see you in person. I want to see you there. It costs you 248 bucks. You're going to be part of our live audience. REV is going to have all the big shows there, all of our talent, quote, unquote. I'm kidding. That, that includes myself. Um, we're all going to be there. We're all going to be shaking hands, working the crowds, doing it live. Matt, who do we got, and why is it more important than ever to come to Washington, D.C. now for CPAC? Look, they think that they control the Capitol. They have this radical mayor, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have been running the town and telling Joe Biden what to do as well. And, uh, you know, we got the House majority back, and we're making waves. Jim Jordan and James Comer are out there with these subpoenas. They're two of our highlighted guests, by the way, Steve. Uh, we're announcing Jim Jordan. Uh, we announced him today. And uh, Molly Hemingway is going to be talking with James Comer about you know, James Comer is a really interesting guy. He's the chairman of the House Oversight Committee. He's coming to CPAC. You're going to want to hear Big him. Time. You're going to want to be there in person. Big He's time. got the subpoena authority as the chairman. He alone can issue subpoenas. And this is, this is like a little bit of an anachronistic thing about the House of Representatives. There's no vote. James Comer can just decide that he's going to subpoena people. From what I can see, and I think Kevin McCarthy is along with this strategy, they're going to be very aggressive about that power. And uh, Molly Hemingway is going to tease that out of him. Uh, Jim, jo- Jim uh, Jordan's going to, I'm going to be talking to Jim Jordan about what he plans on doing. But you talk about these CEOs and these corporations. You know, we have a woke wall at CPAC. We go through all the corporations, all their terrible philanthropy, their desire to eliminate uh, you know, voter ID. And this is another example. These corporations need to understand the conservative movement movement is no longer their natural ally in these questions. No, I know you got to bounce. By the way, Wesley Hunt's going to be there. Haggerty's going to be there. Ben Ferguson, Scott Perry, right. all of this coming. KG's going to be there. Every day you're making announcements. Uh, this is going to be any uh, – where should people go? Where should, I know we go to cpac.org slash war room. To That's get right. your tickets anywhere else, then go and get information. Where's it on social media to see the updates yeah, go, all the time? Adam Schlapp has all these speakers everywhere in which you can sign up. Carrie Lake is the big speaker at our annual Reagan dinner. Steve, uh, you were our big speaker in Texas. Uh, she's our big speaker this year. We're going to have a post party featuring you and your war room posse. Uh, so people should go to that dinner as well. And wow. think about this, you know, less than 100 bucks a day to meet all the people and get a crash course and all the fights and all the ways in which we need to enlist the great American patriots in this fight to save the country. Matt, thank you very much. Boy, the after party after the dinner is going to be, it's a war room crowd. So, Hey, who knows? <laughs> I love it. I'm just making your forewarn there. I'm making your forewarn there. Slap. Thank you very much, Matt. <laughs> CPAC.org slash slash war. Let me get your discount. Now I want everybody there. Vernon Jones, brother, you called it on the – we had you on the very day it started. I think Rudy and all those guys getting corralled down there. Tell us what you told us then and why is this why – why were you stone cold on top of it? This Fulton County thing's a joke. Well, first of all, uh, the district attorney wanted to use this special purpose grand jury, which is for civil matters, is to re- make recommendations on improving government. But she wanted to use that as a as a trap for President Trump and others who were speaking out against what free elections, free and transparency in elections. And I told you then that they were going to get they were going to haul all these folks down there in this grand jury, feed the media. Oh, yeah, we get ready to indict Trump. This is going to be about uh, um, making sure that that phone call 
uh, which was, uh, which were, which in their mind, he broke the law. They were going to use that grand jury to try to go after the president and indict the president. Why? Because the president is effective and they don't want him to get reelected. Um, but I told you this grand jury is going to be based on people's testimonies. Now, here it is. You had 75 witnesses over a seven month period. And the best that they can come out with is what? Someone may have perjured themselves. Well, that perjury case or maybe perjury case could have could could have been completely about something totally different than the elections. It could have been about could have been about someone's uh, so two different people giving two different addresses for one person. Um, it's just a matter of, of conflicting stories. So there was never really anything there. What it was clearly. Um, and you and I both know this was a trap for the president. And that's why I said to Rudy and others, when you go to these grand jury investigations, just make sure uh, that you know that you're a target and anything that you say will be used against you. And now, again, here it is. The grand jury. Think about this. Think about this, Steve. They're saying that there may be there may be some perjury. Well, now they want the district attorney to go out and find some compelling evidence that somebody may have lied in the grand jury. Well, that's what the seven months was for. That was the DA's job then. That was the grand juror's job then to go through this grand jury process and find any compelling evidence based on someone doing something wrong. But it wasn't there. And then here's what's interesting. Very simple. I've never heard them not release a full grand jury report unless the judge has had redacted some of the, the verbiage or some of the language, it should always go out. The entire report should go out. So I think you have a case here where this district attorney got out there on a limb, uh, fed the media, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna indict Donald Trump. And um, she's out there on that limb and there's, there's nothing there. And then remember they said that uh, there was no widespread election fraud. Now, they didn't say there was no election fraud. They said there was no widespread in terms of election fraud, but millions of voters and it's eleven thousand dollar eleven thousand vote difference. Couldn't there have been some uh, um, uh, election fraud? But they never really interviewed people or brought witnesses in there who had signed affidavits and other type of evidence of election fraud. So it wasn't about election fraud. It wasn't about integrity in elections. It was about silencing those who wanted to question the elections. It was about silencing President Trump, exercising his free speech to call and contest an election. Now, the Secretary of State had his lawyers on, on the line. The president had his lawyers on the line. At any given time, the Secretary of State could have said, well, this call is inappropriate. We're going to have to terminate this call. No, he didn't do that. He secretly taped the call. That shows you right there of the intentions of those on the other side. So, Steve, this whole thing, again, is coming down to this district attorney found nothing, made a big deal out of this civil grand jury, and you know what? She doesn't want this boomerang effect, but it's going to happen. She's going to end up losing her reelection because she's wasted taxpayers' dollars. With all the problems poor Atlanta's got, she's doing Fulton County, she's doing this. Uh, Vernon, how do people get to you? Social media website, uh, tell us how, the contact, how we contact you and keep up with you. Just, just go to Vernon for GA, Twitter, Vernon for GA. Uh, go together. Same thing. Look forward to hearing from everybody. Steve, thank you so much for having me on. But more importantly, Steve, you are making a difference, especially now when we want to silence people like yourself who are telling the raw naked conservative news. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, brother. And by the way, you finished strong. You see, you just need reps. I told you, you just need reps. We've got to get you on back on here more often, Vernon. You're a regular. Vernon thank Jones. You, thank you, brother.
a powerful voice in the MAGA movement. Okay, short commercial break. I got Liz Yor. We're also going to go to Ashbury University in Wellmore, Kentucky. We've shown you all the footage from there. We're going to go next. We've got our own Noah Benjamin on location. Liz Yor, Noah Benjamin, next in the world. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon, or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. We're going to go, well, that is from Ashbury University, this uh, revival, the Holy Spirit, out in Wellmore, Kentucky. We have our own Noah Benjamin out there. Noah, uh, Noah, give us an update. Exactly what's going on out there, sir? Hey, Mr. Steve. Uh, I'm here in Ashbury University this morning. It is ice cold, and the people are on fire, Mr. Steve. Um, as you can see right behind me, this is the, the chapel where the students are holding the revival service. For the past nine days, nonstop, and I think 
the, the, the students are on fire. The community is on fire. They're excited for what the Lord is doing in this town. And they're so expectant of what God is going to do in the next couple different cities that are going to experience God's overwhelming power. No, ex- explain to the audience, how did this start and how did it catch fire with going 24 hours a day for the last nine days? How did it get started and, and, and how's it been building momentum? Steve, this is, uh, this is a Christian university. The, the students have regular chapel services on campus weekly. Um, this started last week just at the end of a chapel service where students were stayed after the service and continued in the presence of the Lord. Um, and that ignited a fervent for prayer, continued prayer and worship with the students. And then as word spread around the United States with social media and, and all, all things, the Internet, uh, people have been flying out of, out of the state, out of the country to experience what God has done here. And it, I think it's a really powerful state. You're saying people are coming from around the country and actually from outside the country to come there. Is it, You had on Twitter the other day that this was inspired and had the presence of the Holy Spirit. What did you mean by that, sir? Sir, uh, I'm, as a believer, we, we all know that the Holy Spirit is God's divine spirit that's indwelling in his people. And it's what's in the hearts of minds of all believers. And his outpouring of the Holy Spirit is his presence uh, that invades people's atmosphere uh, when you go further into the Lord and, and worship in spirit and truth. And that's what people are experiencing. It's the, the outpouring of God's love for his people, his, his, uh, just his genuine response to the un, unashamed uh, love for and admiration for the Lord as they worship him. So as people run to the Father, the Father runs to his children and embraces them with the Holy Spirit. That's that's probably the best I can uh, explain to you. Yes, sir. After they went to chapel and it continued to build, I mean, how are people just um, keeping up that pace day after day after day? How, how, how is that happening? Steve, I believe there's uh, – we talked to the communications. There's a lot of uh, different – Groups of uh, of students that are holding the services in different hours of the day, so it's ongoing twenty four hours. The faculty has been very uh, supportive of the students, and they are making sure they're getting food and water to drink, make sure they're rested, and they're still attending classes. So it's on rotation, Steve. Um, this this campus, there's been rumors of of the campus uh, canceling classes for the whole week, which is not true. We spoke to the communications director here, and she said nope. This is still going to go on. Uh, the kids are still going to go to class, but they're empowering the students to stay plugged in into the Lord. Noah, how do people get to you on social media today? We're going to check back in with you uh, live at 5 o'clock, but I want to make sure people can follow you and yeah. your wife as you're there with these uh, kids yeah. at Ashbury University. Yes. How do they do that? Yes, sir. I'm on Getter at Noah Benjamin on Instagram, Noah Benjamin, and on Twitter. Uh, and see, thanks for so much for having me today. Uh, I just want to say thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor to, to cover this arrival and what God is doing here uh, in Kentucky. It's an honor, sir. Thank you. Noah Benjamin, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Lizure, um, 
Lejure, I had you on for a different. I had you on for a different topic, but uh, give me your, your give me your observations. There's something very special happening out there, is it not, ma'am? Well, you know, in a in a culture that is bereft of any religion or mention of God and has become so secular, it's great to see um, young people um, embrace the faith. Um, because the battle ahead in this aggressively secular culture that we have is going to get brutal. It is going to be uh, weaponized against all people of faith. And so um, any effort to really um, embrace um, the spirit um, and to understand the importance of having religion as the basis uh, which was the basis of our country. Um, dissenters from you know, persecuted cr- Christian countries were coming to America for religious freedom. Um, we forget that. Um, and, um, but I think especially now when we see our secular uh, government coming after all religious groups, um, that it's important to see um, young people um, embrace their faith. Liz, you know, we've got the weaponization of, um, you know, government uh, panel. You know, Matt Gates is part of it, by the way. Big story up in Politico today about the, the return and rise of Matt Gates. Um, Matt Gates is part of it. Uh, you know, Jim Jordan heads it up. You saw the initial things with big tech, but it's going to go much deeper than that. Um, one of the things we're going to get into is turning, you know, calling uh, parents domestic terrorists for going to school boards. The other thing they're going to get into is the the situation at the abortion clinics with, with people like Halk in in Pennsylvania and the folks down in Tennessee that were praying the rosary, but there's something that's come up. So we know we're going to get into that, and you've been one of the leading proponents, and quite frankly, one of the reasons we have this weaponization of government committee is because of Liz Yor and the work she's done. Uh, but there's something even deeper. This this memo that came out of the Richmond office about the targeting, actually, an analysis the FBI was doing about the targeting of traditional Latin mass Catholics as being potential domestic terrorists. Walk us through it, because that's even more insidious than, than the parents as domestic terrorists, as bad as that is, as terrible, resting people at the, you know, with the guns up from the, from the, uh, at the abortion clinics. But to actually have FBI personnel changing memos and sending reports out memos are saying, Hey, these, the hobbits of the hobbits. I mean, this is like the, this is the Catholic equivalent of East Palestine, Ohio. These are the hobbits, right? That the hobbits are domestic terrorists and they have to be viewed. And quite frankly, they have to be broken up. Liz, Yeah, Steve, um, as a lawyer, I always do timelines, and there are no coincidences. This uh, memo was written when Mark Hawk was on trial with his phony federal charges, charges that were eventually, thank God, um, he was acquitted by a jury of his peers. Um, But this memo came out at the same time. Uh, The government was spending thousands of dollars to prosecute a traditional Catholic father of seven on um, charges that he was um, violating the FACE Act. And this memo is really insidious. Uh, And thank God for Kyle, um, the whistleblower, um, who really did expose this. Um, The radical traditional Catholics, as they're called in this uh, memo, are espousing, quote, 
more extremist ideological beliefs and violent rhetoric. And the FBI um, analyst is drawing from, of all places, the Southern Poverty Law, Law Center um, to demonstrate the danger of radical traditional Catholics who attend um, the Latin Mass. And their ideology in this, in this memo is saying is almost certainly presents opportunities for the FBI for threat mitigation through, and get this folks, exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development. Let me explain what that is. That is infiltrating of houses of worship. That's also recruiting sources inside traditional Catholic um, venues. These are the most solid people with huge families as if they would have one minute of time or interest to pursue violence. There's absolutely not one documentation in this memo about any kind of behavior or conduct. They draw largely from the SPLC. And, you know, interestingly, the SPLC has been discredited by its own donors, by its own employees. Um, and yet the FBI is using this rank, poorly sourced, um, really just juvenile, but threatening memo to attack Ex, uh, white extremists are linking to traditional Catholics. So this is about, you remember, Steve, last time I was on the show, I think talking about the Lanik article saying that the rosary is equivalent to AR-15s, remember? So this is, they're ramping up not only the prosecutions with the Mark Harp, how case, but also using intelligence to demonstrate that they're going after um, the most um, peace-loving, faithful Catholics and citizens of our country. Now, this created a firestorm. <clears throat> the yeah, Le- Jour, the Justice Department, the, hang on, the Justice Department, the FBI, the administrative state, the, the enforcement arm of the administrative state, are they at war? When you see them going after parents, right, mm-hmm. as domestic terrorists that are trying to protect their family, and now they're going after established religion of, of the deplorables, is the administrative state at war, at war with the citizens of this country in the, in, at the most basic level, at the family, at parental rights, and at traditional religion, ma'am? Well, Steve, two days after this memo, a letter came out from 20 state attorney generals saying the very same thing that you're, you're saying. And in this letter, I mean, this was, I've never seen a more powerful letter written. This is what they said. We write this letter with outrage and alarm to address the anti-Catholic memo. The FBI must immediately and unequivocally order agency personnel not to target Americans based on their religious beliefs and practices. We also demand that the FBI produce public materials relating to the memorandum and its production. And furthermore, and here's the money quote, here's the money quote, countless millions were drawn to our country because of that very right of religious freedom. There is no right more sacred to American democracy than the right to worship freely. We are horrified to learn that at least one field office of the FBI does not agree with this proposition. Um, this is, these are powerful words from the AGs. Liz, hang on. We're taking through commercial break. There's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences. 
My parents helped start in Richmond, Virginia, that Latin Mass, traditional Latin Mass, back in the 1980s, late 70s, early 80s, when the church allowed it again. They know what they're doing, and we're going to stop them, and we're going to destroy them. Next, in the war room. Fair warning. Listen to this convicted home title thief explaining what happens when he forges your home's title and takes over as the new owner. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance. It's in my name. Or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. You're living in a delusion. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, it's 60 to 90 days for that person to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You start getting foreclosure notices. You've got four mortgages on your house. You don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Home title fraud is growing two and a half times faster than credit card fraud. You could be a victim and not even know it. Here's how to protect yourself and verify your home's title is still in your name. Visit HomeTitleLock.com promo code radio. Then register your address for your no obligation home title report. A hundred dollar value you get for free. Again, get your free home title report at HomeTitleLock.com, promo code radio. New social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want, the way you want. Download now. Okay, get together. We're up 24-7 on that, and particularly this weekend. It's going to be intense. Um, Liz, the administrative state, uh, they're at war with the American people in East Palestine, Ohio, and they're at war with the parents in this country as domestic terrorists. They're, they're uh, against anybody that will stand up for true freedom and the sovereignty of this nation and her citizens, and they're going after the 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 hobbits of hobbits, the traditional Latin Mass Catholics. Your your, your thoughts on all this, ma'am? You're absolutely right, Steve. Um, the final line that the uh, twenty attorney generals are saying is anti-Catholic bigotry appears to be festering in the FBI, and the bureau is treating Catholics as potential terrorists because of their beliefs. Well, because they were caught. And this memo saw the light of day. The FBI withdrew the memo. But what concerns me is that they are criminalizing religious freedom. They are targeting religion and faithful Catholics. They're weaponizing the Latin mass. Um, curiously, at a time when Pope Francis is weaponizing the Latin mass, there may be a coincidence there. Um, this is this is the memo. There are four pages of redacted information. Um, this is also the letter from the AG. Both are up on my website at yourchildren.com. I would urge people to read both very um, closely. Um, every bishop, every pastor should download the AG's letter, the four-page AG letter. It's a throwdown, and it really does lay out the rights of Catholics, the rights of Christians in America. You need to have this on your desk um, in case, you know, the SEAL Team 6 comes knocking at your door like they did um, at Mark Hawk's um, home. So um, this is time to really band together, pay attention to what 
our rights are and to call out any misconduct, misbehavior and weaponization of our law enforcement, um, both federal and state, against uh, religious freedom. Liz, how do people get to you? What are your coordinates? Um, I'm everywhere on all platforms, Elizabeth Yore, and also my website is yourchildren.com. One of the most powerful voices out there, a real fighter, original gangster, Liz Yore. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. A powerhouse. Okay, FT today. Let me get Harnwell in. Harnwell calls to raise. They talk about the war, the ammunition, the exposes vulnerability. $817 billion, Ben, to rebuild the grift. This is the front page of the FT. You called it, brother. You said it was going to be a trillion. Also, Milley expects negotiated deal. Did not the former prime minister of Israel, who was in the middle of this thing, trying to negotiate a deal at the end, he said they could have had that deal in the first week of the war. Uh, so we've lost... What, 200,000 Russian troops, 100,000 Ukrainian troops, 50,000 women, children, and men, civilians, all in a year for what, Ben Harnwell? Tell me what is going on right now. Milley, who wanted, you know, complete battlefield victory, is now saying it's going to be a negotiated deal. The exact same deal you would have gotten in the first week of this, Ben Harnwell. Well, Steve, sadly, if Natalie Bennett, the, the Israeli, the then Israeli prime minister, had succeeded in negotiating that ceasefire, the, the, the tragedy for our sociopathic overlords was that they would they would not have uh, made hundreds of billions um, through uh, the, the military-industrial complex, and they would have missed out on, on the great boon of of just a little shy of a, a trillion dollars for rebuilding Ukraine. So sadly for the people of Ukraine, it was necessary for this war to, um, to, to continue. And I have to say, it's not a victory lap. The war room, right at the time when we were watching the moves, we said that a ceasefire will be ne- negotiated by one of two countries. It will either be Israel or it will be Turkey. Uh, and we watched uh, for our as outsiders peering into the window at the moves. And we said, this is, this is what's likely to happen. And I think we were one of the few voices who were speculate, speculating on that. We did not know at the time, of course, we know now, um, because it was just like two weeks ago when Natalie Bennett said that, um, that, that, he had, that he had actually succeeded in brokering a peace before the United States came in and said no. We didn't know at the time how far and how successful those talks had been, but it's pretty good, um, I think, thumbs up to the war room's analysis. In the closing minute, in the closing minute Steve, I will simply say what the terms of that ceasefire were because it is exactly what we were speculating back um, a year ago. And we're talking about events here um, in, in March 2022. So, so Russia, Putin, had agreed to drop the denazification of Ukraine condition, which was basically the removal of um, Zelensky. And um, they wouldn't push either for the demilitarization of Ukraine. Uh, and on the other side, on the Ukrainian side, they, they said that they were prepared to renounce uh, NATO membership, uh, which, uh, which is, according to Natalie Bennett, was, was the, the real reason for, um, for Russia's invasion. There we are. And pretty much, I think that will be the, the terms of the, uh, the eventual negotiated peace. Obviously, the difference between March 2022 
and whenever this peace will be negotiated, uh, will be the, the, the hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians who've been killed, whole cities destroyed. Um, the, the, the damage, not that this is of primary importance, but it is still no. massively important to, 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 to the global 14, economy. F- 14, 14, 14 million refugees throughout left yeah. Ukraine throughout Europe. You have 200,000 Russian war dead. You have 100,000, according to the EU, 100,000 Ukrainian war dead, Forty to 50,000, according to our Pentagon, civilian dead. That adds up in simple math, 350,000. Maybe that number's somewhat off. Hey, but you know what? Incredible amount of death and destruction on a deal that could have been cut in the first week of this war. The immoral nature of the leaders of the West not to step in here and to act like rational human beings to save this suffering. What was it for? Well, you know what? I would love to ask the dead women and children in Ukraine that gave their lives for this. Ben Harnwell, thank you very much, brother. See you tomorrow. We're going to have Ben back on tomorrow. We're going to leave you with Ashbury, Kentucky, Ashbury University. We're going to start today at 5 o'clock with that. 5 to 7 is going to be on fire with the spirit of the Holy Spirit. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.